Greetings, fellow creatives. I'm Madison Card. Throughout my experience as a professional model and actress, I've seen just about everything there is to see. I got my start as a model in my hometown of Denver, Colorado, and when I was 22, I got picked up to host a TV show and moved out to Hollywood to chase my dreams. From fashion modeling to TV hosting, promotional work to independent film acting, I've experienced Los Angeles life from all angles. Have you ever wondered how to sign with a talent agent? What it's like to sit on set for 12 hours for a five second role? Overcoming rejection time and time again at auditions? Whether you're trying to make it in one of these industries or just interested in the inside scoop, I'm here to share my stories and insights from behind the curtain. Welcome to the House of Card. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome back to the House of Card podcast with me, your host, Miss Madison Card. Now, folks, I have some news that I am not so excited to share, but I find is a relief to know this information. Now, I'm sure I am not the only person that has been frustrated with Instagram's algorithm for years now you know, experiencing shadow banning, not seeing my friends' posts, not seeing the artists that inspire me's posts, and more importantly, having my timeline be mostly ads and definitely not in a chronological timeline. Now, recently I have discovered that Instagram has started censoring anything that they view as sensitive content with trigger words as something that is limited to be seen. Now, you might be asking yourself, what the fuck is Madison talking about? I'm going to break it down for you so that we can understand. So on Instagram, on your main page, at the very top right corner, there are three horizontal lines. If you click those three horizontal lines, it brings you to like your save posts, your settings, stuff like that. Now, if you click settings... And then you go to your account. You will see there is a new section that says limit sensitive content. Now, this feature was secretly enabled and most people were unaware that this was happening, that the app was limiting what they were seeing based on what they deem to be quote unquote sensitive, i.e. if you ever post about women or Black Lives Matter, or sexuality, or anything involving the human body, or basically human rights, which is depressing as fuck, but that's a whole other side of this. So if you go to the limit sensitive content and you click that, you will see that the um, the normal setting that it just goes to is to limit sensitive content. Now you can go a step further and limit even more sensitive content or you can hit allow. Now I would highly recommend hitting allow because I don't know about you, but I don't want Instagram defining what they view as sensitive content. I don't find menstruation or pregnancy or the female body or learning about indigenous rights or the Black Lives Matter movement as sensitive content. In fact, I find it very problematic and disturbing that Instagram secretly enacted this quote-unquote limit your your sensitive content without us being aware. I think it's super sketchy that they just kind of did this behind the scenes, slid it under the rug, and we're hoping that nobody would notice. Um, so again, how you find that is you go to the the triple horizontal lines in the right top corner of your app, 
Go to settings, go to account. You'll see limit sensitive content. Unclick that shit. Hit allow. Don't let an app dictate what you see on the internet. You can dictate that for yourself. And obviously, if you're following an account, then you want to see what that account is posting. Am I right? To me, all that this does is continue to polarize us on the internet, makes us frustrated, and it really gives this social media app the power to dictate what is viewed as sensitive. And I think that that's a personal perspective that everyone should be allowed to make for themselves. I'm sorry, but social media apps are not made for children, and they should allow adult content on there for people who are 18 and up. I really think that Instagram could enable a 18 and up version and a under 18 version since they can clearly put in this limited content without anybody knowing they could very much make a version of the app that's appropriate for children and also keep the integrity of the app for adults and allow them to see things on menstruation and birth and the female body and god forbid female nipples can just exist the way that male nipples do i actually had a series uh, a few years back where i would <laughs> i would photoshop male celebrity nipples over my boobs so that i could post post my art and it worked i was never flagged there was never an issue of it being taken down and there were straight up nipples on my nipples so if you looked at it quickly it looked like I was nude, but I wasn't. I covered my own breasts with male nipples so that I wasn't, you know, in violation of the guidelines. And that was a really fun series for me because it just showed how truly ridiculous and sexist these social media apps have become, especially Instagram. So when I saw, you know, this limited content as an automatic click of nope we're gonna limit that i think the automatic setting should be that it's allowed and if you yourself want to limit content you could go in and limit yourself however it shouldn't just be this general umbrella of quote-unquote sensitive content who's deciding what is sensitive content and and what's not i don't think that that's fair and i think that's instagram taking away your power so i would highly suggest unclicking that allowing this quote-unquote sensitive adult content which really is not that sensitive or that adult if we're being serious so that you can dictate what you see hopefully that will clear up the bullshit ads on your feed and allow you to see some of your favorite creators again i don't know about you but almost all of my favorite creators are the ones that are getting silenced the only people that this negatively affects are small businesses and real people. Instagram does this so that you're encouraged to pay for your photos to be ads, right? So basically the whole business model behind this is you get frustrated that your engagement is low, so then you pay for Facebook ads to promote your photos, but you shouldn't have to pay for the app to function in the way that it's functioned for years. I don't know about y'all, but I remember when Instagram was just a chronological timeline I had a significantly smaller number of followers and my views were significantly higher. Now, thanks to this podcast, I have had my Instagram grow up to about 90,000 followers, which is really cool, but my engagement hasn't followed suit because I've been shadow banned for almost a year now because I talk about things like gay rights and racism and the issues that indigenous people are facing and the children's bodies that have been discovered recently. And I talk about sexism and I talk about 
femininity and being a feminist and the female body and just the human body in general. And apparently that's all very sensitive content. Now, I do not view that as sensitive content, but Instagram has taken it upon themselves to make that decision for us, take away our power, block people that are sharing information that is quite transformative and really just holding the narrative in their own belief systems, which to be quite honest with you, I do not resonate with. I find this to be very disturbing that they're making this decision for us without most people's consent or knowing that this is happening. Yeah, raise your hand if you knew that Instagram put in a limited content section that is automatically clicked as limit the content. Not allow, you know, not giving you the choice initially. You have to undo that action. And most of us didn't even know that action was done in the first place. Sneaky much? I think so. Instagram, you can do better. There's going to be a new social media app coming out and you're going to be irrelevant. Stop trying to be TikTok and turning into a video app. It's just sad. All we want is the Instagram that we had years ago that was just a simple chronological timeline of the people we follow and we got to catch up with the feed because since it was chronological, you could scroll through every single post of the people you follow, which was the intention of the app. My God, it's so simple. I can't believe I even have to talk about this stuff, but because it came to my awareness, I wanted to bring it to your awareness because in my opinion, you should define what you see online. You should define what is sensitive content for you. Like if, you know, if you don't want to see nude bodies, don't follow artists that utilize the nude body in their repertoire, okay? That's all I'm saying. Like I think beheadings should be blocked on the internet as sensitive content. Murders, stuff that's harmful and violent and inspires violence in others, obviously is sensitive content. Is nudity sensitive content? No, I don't think so. I really don't think so. And if seeing a nude body makes you that out of control, then that's your problem. And not really like get therapy straight up. Like you're going to go right to jail if you can't control your urges. And that is more of a reflection on you than it ever has been of anybody else utilizing nudity or these quote unquote taboo topics within their art. And what is art but something that makes you think? Obviously, taboo topics are something that make you think and exist in the art space and should exist in that art space. And I don't want some old man far off and away that created some app to define what is sensitive content for me. That is my power and my decision. And I was able to take that power back because I unclicked the limit, the sensitive content button that we didn't even know existed that they secretly put into place to limit and manipulate what we see on the internet. Gross and sketchy and red flag, my dudes, red flag. So I am, I'm not happy, but I'm happy to relay this information so that you can, you know, have more control over what you see on the internet. And that should be your decision. No one else's. Zuckerberg, I see you. You're lame. Stop using the internet as your own personal way to feel better than women. It's pathetic. That's my two cents on that. Now, speaking of censoring, I do have some updates with Safe House 1618. However, I am under a new NDA, so I will no longer be able to give you any sneaky, sneaky peeks on this podcast. However, you know that this is the first place I talk about stuff. So as soon as I have information on a date that you can see the movie, how you can see the movie, where you can see the movie, I will obviously tell you right in this space. You will be the first to know. 
But as far as right now, I signed an NDA, which you are, if you're unaware, an NDA is a non-disclosure agreement, which basically protects the film, the filmmakers and everyone involved from people leaking information and it and, you know, inevitably ruining the release or having a negative impact on the film. So non-disclosure agreements are very common. I sign them all the time. It basically says, hey, Madison, shut your fucking trap or you owe us money is basically the like very, very dumbed down, simplified version of the NDA that I signed. So Safe House 1618 is a movie that I acted in that I have seen a draft of. And at this very moment, that is all I can say on that. I promise you, I know it's frustrating. I know it's hard to be patient. How do you think I feel? Patience is not my virtue. And honestly, that is one of the harder parts of this industry. The turnover is not quick. For example, I acted in a music video back in March that won't be out until August. I acted in a music video in September that wasn't out until July, right? We have six to eight months, sometimes a year for two to three minutes of content. Um, It's ridiculous to rush that process. And I know some people do have a quicker timeline than others, but waiting is very much a common thing in this industry. Quick turnarounds sometimes and most of the time lead to poor quality content. So taking your time is a good thing. Having to be patient for your projects to to come out is a good thing because when it's rushed, most of the time the quality suffers and it doesn't hit the way that it intended. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a project where I was so confident and so happy with everyone's work with you know, not just myself. And then I see the final product and I'm like, ah, rats, that wasn't what I thought it would be. As an actor, we don't have control over everything. And sometimes projects will look a lot different in the final than how they felt when filming. And that also is just part of this process. So it's a really good practice to, you know, focus on patience and letting go and being in the moment and not letting a a final product that doesn't jive with you affect how you felt about the experience. This is super common, you guys. I've been in some whack-ass music videos in my day, some really weird commercials. I've laughed at salad and photos and magazines. I've done it all. I've done some embarrassing stuff. You guys, I had to pantomime walking a dog in an audition for 15 minutes straight, and they kept changing the breed of the dog and just throwing me through a loop to see me squirm. Like, you will experience quite a bit, so keep your head high. Try to keep your sense of humor intact. Otherwise, this is just going to beat you up and fuck you sideways without any lube. And we don't want that. We want orgasmic lube-covered sex. That's amazing. (laughs) Just to commit to that um, comparison fully. But I encourage you and I implore you to be patient and not to rush. I think it's a good thing to be eager. I do. But in this industry, there's this like false narrative of... You have to make it before you're 27. If you're older than that, you're too old, blah, blah, blah. Those are all fear tactics to get you to quit so there's less competition for the people who don't quit. This is not something that's just going to happen overnight. Overnight success in this industry does not exist. The media portrays that false narrative and tricks you know, just normal people into thinking, wow, this person just became famous overnight and then they hide all of their hard work with his... It's both detrimental to people who are trying to accomplish that for themselves and that person because it erases erases all of their hard work and their identity and it just throws them into this world of fame without recognizing how long it took them to get there, which is just really unhealthy in my opinion. 
Speaking of unhealthy, we have some news on the Free Britney movement. Now, that conservatorship is so unhealthy and toxic and straight up illegal. Like, is anyone believing that Britney Spears, someone who did a Las Vegas residency, put out four albums, was on The X Factor and many, many more things, has dementia? She's literally under legal control because they claim she has quote unquote dementia from 26 years old on. Eh. Nope. Red flag. Super sketchy. Anyone else think that the judge was paid off all these years? Because uh, I do. So finally, one of Britney's rights has been restored. And let's just talk about that sentence for a second. One of Britney's rights has been restored. Just one. And how did her human basic needs and rights get revoked from her? Well, some shady ass men were really manipulative and that's neither here or there. We'll get into that. But the news that I have to deliver is that Britney Spears is now allowed to get her own legal representation. Cue the cheers in gay. Yay! Woo! Yas, bitch! I cannot believe it took 13 years for this woman to be able to speak up and have her own lawyer. Can you imagine not having the right to have your own lawyer and have your estranged father control your life for this long? I myself don't speak to my own father and I'm 27 years old. If he came back after me not speaking to him for three, four years and put me in a legal conservatorship to where he controlled what I wore, what I ate, who my doctor was, who my lawyer was, who my team was, what I did at every second of the day, I don't think I would make it through, y'all. I think I would <clears throat> unalive myself. And I'm pretty shocked that Brittany herself has remained so strong because this is absolutely a legal travesty. And if I may, my prediction is that she will sue her entire family and win. And the Spears family deserves to be in jail for what they have done to this woman for 13 years. It's disgusting. And I can't believe that her getting a basic human right that is legally fucking everyone's is like a huge breakthrough in this case. But thank goodness, finally, she will get her own representation. And it's with a lawyer who has experience with A-list celebrities. And he seems, in my opinion, to be a lot more on Britney's side and less motivated by money, which is clearly the source of all of these issues. But again, Britney can now have her own lawyer, which is going to be, in my opinion, a huge step forward in her case. And I guarantee that you know, this is going to come to a pretty crazy head. Do I think it's going to take a long time? Yeah, I do, because the legal system is slow and fucked up and justice is rare. However, I do think that because the world is watching this judge and these people that literally stole this woman's rights illegally are going to be sweating because we are watching and we know that this is absurd and anybody with an eighth grade level of education can see how this goes against so many laws to take away her rights and conservatorships are typically put in place for very, very old people who just cannot make decisions for themselves anymore. Britney Spears was 26 years old and she has had an allowance this entire time and she's a multi multi-millionaire and she literally gets the same amount of money a week that I do. Now, I work very hard for that money and I'm not a millionaire and I'm really grateful that I have that money. But if I was making the money she be making, I would be pissed to have like $1,500 a week. That is insane. 
The babe has worked since she was a child to support herself and her family, and she deserves her motherfucking freedom. So we did get a small win. I hope that these small wins continue to a big win of Brittany being free and having full autonomy, once again, like every human being should have, and that her family goes right to jail. Right to jail. You take away Britney's rights, right to jail. You lie, right to jail. You steal her money, right to jail. If you don't catch that reference, then I'm bummed. <laughs> but I hope you get that reference or right to jail. All right, y'all, a little bit of a sloppy transition, but I am not always clever. And I'm pretty tired from my sword class, which there it is. There's my transition. I finally took a swords class in my stunt training. And I have to tell you, for me personally, when you put a prop in my hand, like a weapon prop, my brain goes mushy. That's when the fight choreography is like, wait, what? What am I doing? It's, I know it's supposed to be an extension of yourself, but for me personally, it's very difficult to work with a giant sword. Um, right now we're working with hard plastic swords. Obviously they're not like a sharp metal blade. We'd be cutting ourselves and each other up. We don't want that. We're trying to train and not get injured, obviously. So the format of my stunt training is Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. Wednesday nights are sword training. Saturday is at this kind of like an adult gymnastics gym. Honestly, it reminds me of like parkour. And then Sundays we do more um, traditional martial arts. So we combine all of these things to make us look badass on camera, basically. And sword fighting was so frustrating, but so fun. And it's definitely not my strength. This is absolutely my weakness within the repertoire of what I'm learning. However, it's still really fun and it's still really empowering to learn something that I'm not very good at. Being a beginner is such a humbling experience and that's why I think it's so important to be a forever student because once you think you're an expert, you've already failed, right? Like there is so much growth to happen and I know we're all eager to be successful in whatever, but you can't rush the process of being a master of your craft. I'm sorry, but in your 20s, you're just not. I don't care if you've been doing this your whole life since you were a baby. You're not a master. You need more classes. You need more training. Get out of your ego. Stop telling yourself that you know everything because you don't. You really don't. As soon as you think that, you've already failed. And get your ass in some classes. Learn some new skills. Boost up that resume. It will only propel you forward and make more connections for you and give you more confidence. And it's just going to make you badass. I got to be honest. I am loving every second of it. It's super fun, even in moments where I'm like, what the fuck did you just do? I don't know how to do that. It's fun figuring it out. It's it's a bodily challenge that I have been enjoying. And it's been making me, you know, I have like my move and other things in my personal life that are kind of stressful right now. So I've been so grateful to have a studio to go to, people to see, skills to train. It's been such a lovely experience for me, and I highly recommend that you pursue an experience similar for yourself. Maybe it's not stunts, but a physical activity will just make you a better person, especially after the pandemic and everything going on. Our bodies were so stagnant. It's really important to loosen up, get out there and move, whether it's a dance class or stunt training or a yoga class or just running around the park. You do you. I highly recommend getting physical and getting back to yourself because we were locked inside for so long and that was so difficult and I really think that there's a physical trauma there that needs to be healed you know the the mind might forget but the body never forgets so I highly encourage you to be in some sort of a physical movement class any creative should be in a physical movement class in my opinion 
And again, that's just my opinion, but it's helped me so much in my patience, in my compassion, and keeping my head up, in not caring when grown-ass old dudes say I'm not pretty enough or I'm too fat or whatever it is. Those moments don't affect me as much because I am physical in my body and I'm able to laugh it off. Now, if I was just stagnant and sitting on the couch and bumming, those comments might get to me and... This might seem like a little bit of a weird transition for you. Like, why would someone calling you fat not affect you if you're being physical? For me, being physical is my medicine. And I think that it's a really important key to every creative's self-care journey, which is very important to take care of yourself so you can keep creating and so that you're not serving from an empty cup. You have to take care of yourself because you are it, babe. And when your body or your face or your talents are your product to be sold, you have to take good care of yourself. And part of that is physical motion. And on that note, I'm going to go do some yoga. I'm going to cut this one short for my own mental health. Take good care of myself. And I will see you all next week. I love you. Let's do a Q&A soon. Um, keep your eye out on my Instagram. I'm going to post a question and answer on my Instagram story. I hope you have a wonderful week. Drink some water. Go outside. Put your feet in the grass and get active, my babes. I hope that this was helpful. And if it wasn't, well, I don't know what to tell you. This is just a personal podcast. <laughs> I'm in a goofy mood today, you guys. Okay, I will see you next time. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.